Aloha, I am June Jones of the Houston Roughnecks, and this is the XFL Show. Football fans, this is for the love of football. This is the road to 2023, and this is the XFL show. I'm Alan. And I'm Bryant. For some, the preseason's an unbearable exercise in the minutia of football that very few care about. For others, it's the most exciting and hopeful time of the year. Full of possibilities. Which line of thinking do you fall under? This is episode 183. We're putting some pre-seasoning on it today, Bryant, because not only, yeah, the NFL's in their preseason, but you even said it to me in a message earlier this week. We're in the preseason now, buddy, for the <laughs> XFL in 2023. We are. Uh, it's the longest preseason in football history, probably. Uh, I think we could even go back to 2018 and say that's still the preseason. We call, well, we called that the pre-preseason, but now you're just calling it the longest preseason. Yeah, I think that just makes more sense. It's just the longest preseason. Imagine getting this much time to actually prep your teams and, and get your players ready for a, for an, an absolutely awesome 2023 season. That's what we're thinking about it, right now. Yeah, well, and, and people are getting prepared for what they don't know because we still don't know a lot about the XFL. Shocker, another week, not a whole ton of different – news when it comes to the league and and announcements but we have some fun to have today as always 724-5654-XFL is the XFL fan line that's the number for you to call or leave a voicemail and right now you could get freaky on there well not freaky but just you could get creative on there <laughs> if you want to call or text it because we're in that, get that jiggy. time we right get now jiggy with it you could get jiggy with it if you want to na 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 you could do whatever you want Hit us up if you're listening and you have a question or an idea, throw it there. Or, of course, at XFL Show on social media. We are all over the place, Twitter, Instagram, I guess Facebook, too, if you're into that sort of thing. And, of course, this week's show is brought to you by Pretty Easy Podcast. You can go to prettyeasypodcast.com to get your own podcast started today. And it's a very simple process to get started. You just go to prettyeasypodcast.com. You you go to all click all over the place. You click get started. You click contact. Boom. Your podcast is one step closer to being real. Because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. It's so easy to make to get started that you got to click all over the place and then click get started. It's it's so well because there there's there's good pictures of, of certain good looking people on the website. You're going to want to look at that. You want to read about exactly what they do. Maybe see some of the shows they do. Besides, this is the XFL show. Click all over the place and then get started. You want to do your due diligence for sure. Or just take us at our word. I mean, look and look and hear us doing pretty damn good for a podcast now. Three years running. Hell yeah. Haven't not skipping a beat recording shows no matter what. Thanks to pretty easy podcast. Look at us. Look at the nightscape behind me, Bryant. Yeah. Very late night, but we're getting it done anyway. 
Is that a parking lot that probably used to be a park? And someone's like, I want to build a parking lot at this park. I don't know. It's it's just a giant corporate structure in Bethesda, Maryland. Where in Maryland, the world Beth- is Allen this week? <laughs> in Bethesda, Maryland. Got to go to see the uh, Nationals destroy or get destroyed by the Braves earlier today. Okay. And uh, also bet on Canadian football while I was at the game, which was just a pleasure and a treat. Go Riders. Do they have big the win. scores up on the scoreboard anywhere? For the- they do not have CFL scores up no, at Na- Nationals Park. No. No, that doesn't happen. No, uh, let's think and dunk real quick around here. Social media and, and the XFL fan line. Dale in New Iberia hit us up on the XFL fan line with a text. Big fan. Big fan, Dale in New Iberia, way down there in Louisiana. The XFL better come with some good contracts, Dale said, because even the raging Cajun quarterback is getting paid by local businesses for endorsements. NIL rules. And that's happening. Yeah, there's like. Even small schools. Come down to Crawfish Boil at your local Ford dealer. It's week. oh man, this is the. I am really mad right now that I'm. It's nil life right now in college sports, and I'm not working down on local radio in Louisiana anymore because that would have been a lot of fun. Would I you, probably would have forked would out my own money bucks? to sponsor some players. Yes. Players, yeah, yeah. There, well, there are players that are doing local radio shows all over the country and getting paid to do it now. That to. Because they can, and they can also, they're allowed to talk. They're allowed to, you know, be humans and speak their do mind interviews. and discuss their teams and do interviews. Isn't that incredible? It's uh, weird that you actually get to be a, a, a human in this world of college football. <laughs> uh, yeah, it would have been great. I would have loved to have heard your show once, but I definitely would have heard it uh, if there were some players from the Raging Cajun. I heard it a couple times. Yeah, Maybe. a lot of it bleeds into this show anyway, so you're fine. You, you can yeah, go true. back in the archives, though. I'll, I'll send you the link. Uh, <laughs> but thanks to Dale in New Iberia for that text. You see anything on social media, Brian, or any anything you were clicking on this uh, no, week? No, but I, I did not, And I, but I will say this, and, it, and it's a little frightening. Not frightening. That's a bad word. Um, it's slow out there, man. Not just with the XFL news, but in general, with when the CFL buzz went down – lasted about two weeks maybe three and now we're kind of in this lull which reminds me a little bit about uh 2018 and the road leading up to 2020 but there was a little bit of creativity in people's brains right they were like what could the xfl be now that we know what the xfl can be fans aren't out there kind of making their own news yeah it's not like a it's not a choose your own adventure right now it's we know what the xfl can and probably should be and now we're just really just waiting for them to give it to us that's really where we're at compared to that we can talk talk cities we can talk rules we could do those things but when you see what was on the field and where they were in 2020 like you can only talk about those things so much because at this point you kind of i mean I really don't want it to change. Like if they came onto the field with the same game, I didn't see any problems with it. I was having fun. Some of the time of my life, I was traveling the country p- covering football. Like who, I'm not too many people get to do that. I was able to do that. So to see that kind of happen again, hashtag we want our jobs back. <laughs> I would uh, definitely enjoy that. So I, could we talk cities? We could, could we talk how many teams? Sure. We could do all this, but I think people are just so like, I know what the XFL can be and I just want it back. Tell me when it comes back. Yeah, well, uh, speaking of, uh, I think this Nats game I went to today was the first sporting event I've been to since uh, oh. Battle Hawks Guardians. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. No, you didn't go Battle Hawks Guardians. You went, 
You, you went the next week. You went Wildcats, Guardians. Wildcats Guardians was the last was game nice I got one. to go to, yeah. which I actually I blocked out of my memory because I was very upset that the Wildcats lost that game. Damn you, you Luis it? Perez. Dang it. But oh was well. he playing for the Wildcats? Uh, <laughs> I wish. I wish he was. You know, was maybe it's that, that Luis Perez only plays well in black uniforms. Maybe that's what yeah, it is. That's true. Well, speaking of Luis Perez in a black uniform, he also did in the AAF. That's what I'm saying. So when we, we're getting very covered well too now, and this is going to be <laughs> Very fun. Had this on the rundown and said, damn, this is going to be great once we get Bryant to speak about it. So let's rock with some AAF documentary talk in this week's cover two. Good crisp football. So there's a new AAF documentary, the Alliance of American Football, in case you forgot what that was. And it's out on digital streaming, your Amazons and Apples, and, and it's everywhere. It's called Alliance is Broken. Have not watched it yet, Brian. I watched the trailer. I read some some uh, writings on it. Uh, Awful announcing did a piece on it. Now I'm super hyped to watch this thing this week for sure. Alliance is broken. Uh, here's the official IMDb Tribune expl- explanation of what the film is. Alliance is broken is a documentary film that shares the stories of staff members and players who are affected firsthand by the wake of the AAF. After only three months of play, the league burned through $250 million. And that's all you need to know. And uh, three months of play. Also for the IMDb Tribune uh, research idea. went to, I was on IMDb tr- researching for the show for once, Brian. It was very fun. I was looking at all up and down any kind of info I could get on this film. Three months and of looks, play, though? They didn't really play three months. They played, well, they played seven weeks. Yeah. Maybe some preseason. But they're they're counting maybe the preseason and the build up to it. I mean, the whole thing feels like it was put together in three months. <laughs> That's true. Kind of. um, this is not trailer, a real business. Yes, no, it is. Insert. Insert sound effect. Sound effect. <laughs> Hold on, pause. Tra- that is not a real business. Okay, go ahead. That's okay, for a sound effect. Now. There's <laughs> in, in, inserting the sound effect now. Uh, the trailer I watched. Did you watch the trailer? I did. You did? It yeah. feels a lot like the. Have you seen the Firefest documentary? Yes, I have. I mean, it feels we like work, all those. Who didn't someone call it the Firefest of football? Yeah, that's. I think it says that in the trailer too. The, there's the WeWork documentary, the Elizabeth Holmes documentary. It's just documentaries about sleazy business people who lie and flame outs in spectacular fashion. Those do big business on the streaming uh, platform, so I'm sure people will watch this. Although it's unfortunate, it's for pay. It's not. A part of it. It's not like no, hold on, on it's Netflix. Not, it's not. Un, it's unfortunate that we have to pay, but at the same time, fork over some money. The guy had to go through. Probably never got yeah. paid by the AAF. Yeah, it's five true. bucks to rent, ten to buy. Just do it. I'm just saying, more eyeballs would get on it if it was, you know, part of uh, just on the net your Netflix account. Maybe it's like it's Disney Premiere like Access, where it's like, yeah, it's like, it's, after 30 days it'll be free. <laughs> hopefully, I'm, I'm just hoping people watch this thing. I know I will fork it over and I'll watch it. Uh, like I said, I haven't watched this thing. Yet, but uh, I assume that this whole documentary is just going to be a lot of echoing of what you were saying as the AAF was around, though, Brian. So I don't expect to learn anything new other than maybe a little, a few more things about Charlie Ebersol's uh, chauffeur, which is what was in the trailer. Well, ESPN came out with a long article, long article. I mean, I think, I don't know, I think it was ESPN. I don't think it was The Athletic. I think it was ESPN. About the entire turmoil, like everything that happened with the AAF and, that was leading up to the XFL season, by the way. So that wasn't like, and you know, ESPN, 
uh, having XFL games, you would think they'd try to back off the pressure on, hey, spring football sucks. But that's basically what the AAF, you know, the AAF made spring football a farce. Charlie Ebersol made spring football a farce. And it's unfortunate that whatever happened there um, happened. But when you do the, and, I, and people are going to say, you know, Charlie Ebersol didn't have control of the money. That was that, um, what was that name? For Reggie Fowler. 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 There we go. That's his fault. Well, when you come out and you say, hey, we're doing this. And you know you need the money for this. You better have the money for this somewhere in a bank account, not sitting in someone's money pending balance, right? Like that's the things you don't do. And so I think a lot of this has to do with the fact that, and even I forgot that Charlie Russell said this is also a tech company. It wasn't really a football company, right? It was just so much. And I, I'm definitely going to try to sit down and watch it this week. But to see what the AAF did and how it kind of unraveled itself. It's going to be a a document a documentary thinking that that I I'm probably going to remember for a long time. I'm really tired of watching these kind of documentaries, though, aren't you? Like there are so many of them of of Charlie of Charlie Ebersol types who round up. I feel like he wasn't as beloved or followed or believed in as some of these other cult like figures that ended up putting up these big companies that or big like Firefest big events that just totally crashed and burned, but. Man, we love these stories. These are there are so many of them like it, like the AAF, not just in sports. Um, so I'm kind of, I, I'm, I I wasn't drinking the Kool Aid on Charlie Ebersol, but I was interested. I was intrigued. But I'm after that, definitely now more skeptical of people who talk the way he was talking going into it. This is a tech company. This is revolutionary. Uh, being a little bombastic, that just doesn't fly anymore. And I think these documentaries that we're all watching these days now. We're going to be a more cynical uh, bunch of people as new ventures get started. I hope, and we, uh, you know, don't we, we we don't fall into some something that, you know, a bill of goods like you were saying the whole time. This is sounds too good to be true. This is ridiculous. What are people really believing this? Like you were standing on the mountaintop screaming it as it was happening. Stop! Stop. I was just so intrigued. I wasn't yelling. I was very I wasn't intrigued like, too. I wasn't as cynical as you, I guess, but. Now looking back, I'm not embarrassed because I wasn't I wasn't like a rah rah AAF guy, but I was a okay. Let's see what this is going to be, guy. But uh, even that is kind of dangerous. There's just to me, there was just so much. There were so many red flags. Like I'm I'm married, you know, happily married. I've been with my wife for 16 years. Like, you know. Uh, if I ever went for some reason back on the dating site, I could see red flags. I know I could see them. And I, and I would be like, no, stop. This isn't good. You need to stop. Like, I could see this. And I think the AAF could – were players blinded? 100%. I think they saw the opportunity to play. They saw the opportunity to play in the United States. More money. And it was a, well, that was a vulnerable time, too, because it had been a long time since an opportunity like that yeah. came up for a lot of players, too. So they were – very much easily influenced into coming into a league where after week one, they were not paid. Yeah. There was a, there was a, you were trying to, you were giving like, there was a blip in payroll. There's no such thing as a blip in payroll. Like that doesn't happen. That's not a thing. People don't have blips (laughs) in payroll. You know, when you have a blip in payroll, when your card goes declined, that's a blip in your payroll. (laughs) When you don't have the money to cash those checks, that's your blip. 
No, it's the algorithm. I swear, it's, we have it's your money. The print, it's ADP decided not to actually print checks. Like, get the F out of here. Like, that's ridiculous. <laughs> um, I think, I'm not going to say that Charlie Ebersol was some, uh, what's that guy's name? Billy McFarlane. I think that's who put on the fire fest, right? With Ja Rule. I don't think, no, I don't, even, I don't, I don't, I don't think guys. Charlie Ebersol and Bill Polian are Billy McFarlane and Ja Rule. I definitely would say <laughs> Bill Polian has a lot in common with Ja Rule. Yeah, right? Sure. Like, those are the two. Like, he's just like the guy off to the side. It's like, hey, I just here to play football, man. I thought this was going to be a good idea. <laughs> it's Ja Rule. <laughs> uh, I was ready to put the, the thing on. <laughs> what you want from me? Bill, <laughs> stay tuned for Bill Polian as Ja Rule impersonations more and more on this show moving forward. Uh, but I, I, I can't wait to watch this. It's going to be... Um, it's gonna be interesting to, to hear the perspectives because I don't think we've heard, seen a lot of perspectives from the actual like corporate people, meaning you know team presidents and cameramen and and media people and and marketing, you know players that perhaps were you know around. Like, there's so much that I think we don't know and we probably will never know. And I don't even know where Charlie Ebersol is these days. He's kind of hiding. Hopefully I mean, I really don't know where life. he was before then, but. Yeah, hopefully enjoying his life. That's and I, I'm also wary of this documentary and see how like personal and uh, in depth they go into attacking Charlie Ebersol or trying to psychoanalyze him because I I hope that's not what they do. I want to just know the facts ready. about about it and tell us the crazy details. But when they start psychoanalyzing, who you really want to hear from? I want to hear from Bill Polian. Like if I yeah, can't hear from Charlie Ebersol, I want to hear from Bill Polian, Heinz Ward, Ward. Steeler fan. Um, what's the guy like from good, from the Vikings? Mind if. Uh, was it Jared Allen was involved? Jared Allen. Yep, Jared yeah. Allen was there. Heinz Ward. I feel like it hurt oh, Heinz it, Ward's um, Hall of Fame chances because of this. Wasn't Paul Malu involved with it too? Yeah, good thing Paul was, Malu right? was too damn good to avoid putting it in the Hall of Fame, even being involved with the Hall. He was like, yeah, he was involved slightly with maybe. Kurt Warner was there. Yeah, they were paying people something. with quarters. <laughs> it just, it just <laughs> seems like. I, and I think the the one look in Marshawn Lynch with yes in quarters. quarters. Um, I think there's a there was a serious problem with what Charlie Ebersol did with the hype. Like if he came out like what the USFL did and said, "Hey, we're gonna play football next year, see you guys." But he came. He spent so much money on that TED Talk for the AAF. This app, you know, so many people stop watching football. After the after the Super Bowl, so many people want fantasy football. Such a huge part of this, everybody wants this. You didn't do it right, buddy. And, and I think this is documentary. Didn't even show have that. fantasy football, and the app was crap. Don't forget that one. it was crap. It was it was bad. Yeah, it was but horrible. Man, it, watch this documentary. Uh, it's on all your streaming services, <laughs> your Amazons, and your your Apples, and check it out because. This is uh, definitely a story that we need to remember. Let me, I'll say this last bit of piece because I can sit here and, and bag on. And you know what, Alan? We might have to go into the Patreon because I think I, we did an episode on Patreon when the AAF went under and we left it on Patreon. We never actually published it. We might have to publish that episode just for fun. It was Patreon never, isn't we've even a live never published episode. Oh, we have tons of never published stuff that's on Patreon. I mean, I, if you want, if you're on Patreon, you listen to it. But, um, oh, now where was I going? Oh. Any future football, anybody. And if the XFL does this, I'm not going to be happy with it either. Do not do live anything with your app. 
No live fantasy, no live picking of plays, no live nothing. There's a delay, literally delays in the way you watch television, especially with like satellites. It's even worse. Nobody watches, you know, over the antenna TV. Nobody has over the antenna television. It's all goes through a cable box or it goes through an app or it goes through a stream. None of that works. Stop. Just stop. (laughs) I watch over the antenna TV, but I'm rare. For uh, local broadcasts. I'm a cord cutter. You're a cord. Yeah, I don't think we started with your cord cutting. You only then my, if you don't. I want my Disney Plus password back too, by the way. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll talk to you <laughs> after the show. Moving on. Part two of the cover two. Let's talk about XFLers in the NFL and preseason and the CFL regular season. Uh, bounce around some names you remember from 2020. BC Lions running back. Uh, former Houston Roughnecks running back, friend of the show, James Butler, got a touchdown week two, upset over Calgary for BC. Congratulations to him, Bryant. That's good to hear. So we've been talking about guys to watch out for. He's definitely a guy getting a lot of playing time. And then what about some bizarre Washington football team news? Washington football team, Bryant, signs Cole Boozer, everyone's favorite number 69 from the DC defenders, offensive lineman. The next day, he shows up for practice and is cut five minutes after getting onto the field. Uh, Washington Post's uh, Nick Javali reported, Washington waived offensive tackle Cole Boozer, who signed 24 hours ago, and was on the field for maybe five minutes this morning before being let off. What happened? I don't know. Some people are saying he didn't know the playbook or something, and instantly they're like, no, just get off the field. Who knows what, what happened? I don't know. It sounds really bizarre. He brought, brought – Ron Rivera was like, wait, who signed this guy? Why is he here? I know I need a receiver. Get him out of here. I don't know. But unfortunate for, for Cole Boozer, who was, I think, cut in the CFL too and then signed to the Washington football team, which is also a kind of accomplishment. Uh, then other, other things to watch out for in the NFL side, uh, P.J. Walker, Bryant, if you're watching preseason games at all, you know I watch them all. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Panthers, for sure, because it's, P- it's PJ. It's MVPJ from the Houston Roughnecks. Year two with the Panthers. They bring in Sam Darnold to be their new starting quarterback. Who knows how it's going to turn out for him. All I'm seeing on when I look up PJ Walker on Twitter is people raving about him in camp, beating out Will Greer to at least be the backup, and coming for Sam Darnold next. Definitely going to be watching him in the preseason. That's, I mean, that's MVPJ. That was the most exciting time uh, as an XFL fan last year during the NFL season was when PJ got that start. I want to say it was like week. I can't It was like week seven, week eight. It wasn't that late in it, the season. It wasn't even halfway. It had to be early. Yeah, yeah it was earlier. How about um, this? Do you, would you bet on P, that PJ Walker starts four, over four games or no, th- over three hmm. and a half games? Barring injury or no injury? Like, if you say no injury, like, if he, if if Darnold gets hurt, then obviously yes. But if you're saying, like, if if Darnold is just healthy. You're well, predicting no, either Sam Darnold stinking up the joint or getting hurt. That's I don't know. Well, either no. I mean, if you take the getting hurt out of it, right? Like, if that wasn't – like, it just said Sam Darnold's not going to get hurt. I would say under. So it's going to take an injury, you're saying? Yeah. 
I mean, I like I like Sam Darnold enough to think he can succeed in Carolina, but we'll see. I mean, he's, the jury's still out on his NFL career, so it's a lot of questions on him. PJ's right there, though, and I think he's set himself up perfectly to at least have the opportunity, which is exciting as a as a big fan of his in the XFL. Uh, and and the I last think we're piece, all huge fans, but oh yeah, you know it's it's. We, does he get the opportunity? You you noticed, you know, the not the lack of skill, but the the flaws in PJ's game when he did start. Maybe he's working on those. Maybe he's getting better. Who knows what's actually going to happen with PJ Walker? But yeah, if he's in there, he's super accurate now. In, okay, in, just I mean, in camp. But I mean, the live games are a different talk. story. But <laughs> yeah, when 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 he what he did in the XFL should not be overlooked, and obviously it wasn't. So I don't want anybody dismissing what he did. Uh, Cam Phillips is another question mark that I have with all of this. I'm not a big player analyzer, but at some point you need to tell me what the heck's wrong with Cam Phillips and why he keeps getting cut and actually getting a chance to play anywhere. Just maybe not fast enough, not big enough. Just it's different. It's And he's also trying to make it in the CFL, different kind of style. Maybe he's not used to. Uh, it's it's odd. It's just it's all about. Your skill set and your size, and we talk about size. Last player I wanted to mention today, Tyree Jackson, was a quarterback, remember, for the D.C. Defenders. Went out there and beat uh, the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, is now a tight end for the Eagles. Had two catches for 32 yards against the Steelers. Could be, I'm going to say, the next Donald Parham. Ooh. He's a freak size, just a big human being who can giddy up and down the field give a great target to a quarterback and just a football player as John Gruden would say. So I, <laughs> I could see him sticking with the Eagles and I heard, I mean, the rumor is that they want to uh, trade Zach Ertz maybe because they got this guy now. That would be crazy. That would be some shock waves from an XFLer, a quarterback switching to tight end. Tim <sighs> Tebow style. Oh man, don't even team Jeez, I think it's it's it would be a great story whether it happens or not. Who knows? It's great to see some of these players um, still getting their reps and staying fit. I told you though, Alan, when the, when the season was going, like we didn't we, the XFL didn't even get the opportunity to like really get the talent that it could because I I predicted like three four years down the road when you have all these players that are getting cut because of, you know, rookies coming in and taking their spawn. Like I'd rather pay a rookie than pay the veteran, blah, blah, blah. The X, that's when the XFL was going to be humming. And it's just going to take another few years to get into that cycle. But uh, to see some of these players, you know, come 2023, well, I guess 2022 next year is going to be the big year when you see a lot of players that you're going to see over uh, in the XFL in 2023. And there you go, and I'm sure next week we'll have a bunch of other names to throw out on the show that we're going to be watching that we're in 2020, playing in the XFL and now making waves in the CFL or the NFL. We're still keeping track of them always in our hearts, just like those XFL legends of 2001. We'll never forget what they contributed to the league, and uh, we're rooting for them. But we must move on because lately we've been looking a lot at where we were on the road to 2020 compared to the spot we're at now on the road to 2023. And uh, last week we talked a lot about player rights issues, which is kind of where we were at. But again, at this point in the road, we had a commissioner who is giving us information. We knew a lot about the XFL now way, way uh, 
murkier in terms and foggier in terms of the information and where we are, but we could still use that previous road to inform us. And this week, we're talking preseason in this week's Hot Read. So formatting the XFL 2023 preseason, Bryant, around this time in 2018, we were talking about the pre-preseason and what we had no idea what the preseason would be like for XFL 2020. It ended up being a training camp where all the teams were in Houston, Texas, and they were scrimmaging and having, uh, you know, kind of like a preseason game, but not really just mock games that were basically a little somewhere between a scrimmage and a preseason game. Um, but it was all one city, one location, all the teams there. Uh, does the one city format for all teams uh, need to happen again? Do, do you think, I mean, there, there are obvious reasons why that was a good idea, and especially for a new league. Yeah. Um, uh, well, I, I mentioned it last week. Oh, go ahead. Well, what, I, I was just going to say the reasons being uh, it's expensive to not do that. Uh, money and the cost are the main yeah. reasons they did all that. Uh, and so that's going to lead to what I said last week, which was, hey, what are the plans for this from Redbird Capital, from Danny Garcia, from The Rock? Ownership, you know. What are their plans when it comes to what they want to do? Year one, two, and three. Is it save money and establish ourselves? Or is it we're going to spend big and go for it? And then if we don't, if we strike out, we strike out. Like that's the kind of mentality, right? So if the XFL, like, think about it. Let's like, let's just think about it. The XFL went to Houston in 2020. They stayed in Houston. They had many camps at home, but really didn't do anything yet. And then LA was in Vegas, which was the weirdest thing in the world, but I know why they did it. Um, then you had everybody go to Houston, which, okay, I understand cost cutting, great. But are you an established league by doing that? Are you? What are you when you do that kind of thing? You're, you're kind of just like, hey, we're putting all this together as one. Okay, great. Now you think of the flip side and you're like, well, what if I play games in L.A.? What if I play a game in Houston, in New York, a preseason game, right, where, where I have all these players. My stories are these players are fighting for their last chance to actually play professional football. Like you have... The, think about the HBO doc, right? Hard Knocks, where you have players getting cut where this is their last grasp of trying to play professional football. Like Those are the things that you can do when you're in markets. When you're at, you know, you're like, hey, we're going to New York. You follow the guy coming to New York and, and doing all that, you know, and then he gets cut or he makes the team, whatever it is. But that costs money. That's not cheap. You know? You think that kind of, you think that kind of, you know, work is is cheap? In common, it's not. And if you're going to do that, then, like I said, you're going to try to swing for the fences in your first couple of years and see what happens. So I would prefer, personally, to have it at one location. I think covering football makes it a lot easier if it's in one location. You and I hopped around to like five practices in two days. <laughs> it's pretty easy. Uh, but if they go nationwide... And I think that's it's it's an idea, but it's going to cost money, and it's again it's it's going to be a tell of the the, the XFL's ownership's strategy for for the XFL going forward. Yeah, and so when we're talking about the previous XFL in 2020, again a league that owned all the teams, 
having all the teams in one city makes sense if it's it was kind of like a retreat for everybody it was where the entire league was in one place at the same time basically not, not only the teams coming together to work their own kinks out but the entire league coming together to work its own kinks out and be on the same page collectively as a league eight team presidents eight teams and and all the staffs and then the league staff and then everybody that was working with the league as a third party everybody was there mm -hmm. big old camp this is what we're gonna do all right everybody ready break let's go have a season that makes sense for year one what i was hoping for for year two for the xfl would maybe be something similar where there's a training camp but also i think the quality of the play would be much better because you're giving it a boost if you have at least one preseason game for every team that's live action in a stadium where a team plays. They don't have to be televised. I would prefer them to be streamed at least on the league's website or app. I know Brian would hate that on the app, though. But I don't mind it. I'm not Jake. I don't mind watching a game on an app. I can stream that. I know how to cast. But I think I am someone who values uh, what preseason can do for players, especially at that level. We're not talking about the elite NFL players and people don't watch the NFL preseason because they're not going to see their starting quarterback. But what they're going to see is a bunch of guys out there working their butts off to make a team, to you know earn a starting spot. And especially in the XFL a preseason game, I think there's a lot of value there for the players to just get better and the teams to get better. So I want one, one preseason game, live action, with ideally with fans, and ideally, uh, you know, at least, if not televised, streamed. I think that would just do a, a huge service to the league's quality if they could just do that. I'm, and maybe it's not worth it because it does cost a lot of money, and ultimately that was what the, I think the decision was in 2020. That's just not worth it right now. Let's just get the training camp done. And that might be where we're at again in 2023. But ideally, I'm saying you have your league camp. If indeed all the teams will be owned by the league, definitely have that. But one preseason game each team, which means if you have eight teams, only four of them are going to get a home preseason game. Is that unfair? I don't really know or care because it's the preseason. At that, at that point, I'll say it's just preseason. That doesn't really matter. So... That's my ideal scenario for 2023 when it comes to the preseason. I don't know if you hate that, Brian, but I think that would – do you agree that the quality of the play angle I'm taking here? That That's my main concern. I think the players and the play would be a lot better. I mean, Alan, it's – I like the idea, but do you do one preseason game in every market? Do you only do one preseason game in half the season? No, just – that's what I said. Yeah, fourteen. If you have eight teams, four of them are going to get a home preseason game. Maybe so who that's would a get little them in, unfair. In, in, in the in the eight teams that we had this past year, which ones would would you give them to? Who would you? Give I don't to? know how you determine that. It really doesn't matter to me. I think I don't know how <laughs> how that's part. Why of the whole is that strategy, so important? Though. Why would is that you, so? Would important? you go to St. Louis and ruin your 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 your, your homecoming by a preseason game? Why, would you go to New York it? and know that nobody's going to show up? It doesn't matter with when it comes it to the does. crowd. You don't even need. I mean, I would like a crowd, but you could even keep it closed off from fans. I don't care. Just get the game played. Have a legitimate preseason game played. Well, they only did play like they played contact, but no tackle. 
which is a little yeah, weird. the preseason game in Houston was not a real game. It was somewhere between a scrimmage and a game. I'm on a, a live, a real game, that, and and you you stream it so that it has the elements of you know media t- timeouts and all that, so players can get the feel for that too, and the team can. And you you go out there and you give guys a chance to work things out because. Going out there week one with crappy football is not something you want to do. And I'm not saying they did in 2020, but obviously the game, the play I thought in week five was much better than week one, which is going to be the case in any league. But with the preseason, maybe week one isn't so crummy. Well, I, I will say that the football was better week one than it was week one of the AAF. Or week one of XFL 2001. Yeah. So, and I think once you got to week five, the game, but but then you start worrying about injuries and player and, and, and just so much that goes into it, especially now you want this for the first year. Cause I know you had said that maybe for year two is what you wanted in 2020. And I, and saying, seeing where we're at for 2023, maybe that's the approach to take again. It, you're, it sounds like you're on the side of that's just not worth the price that it's going to cost right now i i think maybe down the road to me it's a cost and if you are willing to fork over the money knowing that that is an added cost they being ownership then fine i just don't see why you would need that um it's not necessary it's not something i'd put in the budget unless i had an extraordinary budget okay if someone says hey where, where can we slash money Let's just put everybody in one city. And you could and you could easily convince me to do that thing all over again that we did in 2020 because of the exact reason you gave. If you say, really, it's not in the budget, obviously, it wasn't the worst thing in the world. Just the training camp style preseason. Ideal, in an ideal situation, we, we're using a little bit more capital, but I understand. What makes the most sense to you? Hit us up at XFL Show and let us know what's your preseason for 2023 look like in the XFL. We're sprinkling some preseasoning on it. Preseason <laughs> is very important. I, as soon as we are done here, I'm going to get on that NFL Game Pass and watch preseason. The best part about that, though, Brian, being when you have that Game Pass, it's no commercials. So you get through a pre- preseason game like that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's fantastic. And think about how much faster you get through an XFL game if you rewatch those. Those are so much fun to watch. Literally, the I could watch those all day long. If if they did a a a full day of XFL games, I'd sit there and watch every single one of them, all twenty of them, all of them, just a marathon. Oh, oh yeah, I totally watch a marathon. Wouldn't you watch them for everything you miss? It's like a movie. Yeah, I, I mean, of course I would, but I, I don't. I mean, there. If, like, they get, uh, well, I don't think Fox will be a TV partner, but, like, FS1's always struggling for, to find something to put on their channel. That yeah. would be just There's so many people out there like me that don't even realize that they're, what they're watching is not live. Yeah, that's, <laughs> so that, many people I, out there. <laughs> I got to imagine there are because, I mean, I never met one until you, but now I feel like there probably are a lot of people. Who are like, times? Wait, why are Texas and Oklahoma playing in July. People don't ask those questions like, ooh, this looks like a good game. What's going on here? And you're just like, oh, let's watch it. Just how you watch oh. women's ice hockey championships with two-minute yeah. intermissions and you don't even realize that it's not actually happening. 
uh, in the middle well, of June. Well, that, I mean, definitely happened just now with the Olympics being in Tokyo. <laughs> There's <laughs> there no ice hockey. Are, well, there, no ice hockey, but people not <laughs> knowing things were live. So way. weird. I don't know. All right. These, these are the fun shows, ladies and gents. So make sure you stick around with us here every single Sunday, right here on your favorite podcast app. That's Google Podcasts, uh, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you give us that five star review. Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Leave Apple, that sure. review on Apple. If you got a question, comment, or topic you want us to cover, well, then text or call the XFL fan line 724-565-4XFL. Standard text messaging rates do apply, so just be careful. But who has who doesn't have unlimited anymore? I don't know. Uh, also, follow us on all social media platforms at XFL Show, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook, wherever you get Facebook, Facebook, <laughs> or wherever you, or wherever you enjoy us. Because I like I like Twitter and Instagram. Alan likes Facebook, whatever. Maybe TikTok one day as well. Uh, if you want to come and say hi or, or subscribe and what is it? If you want to say hi or hello, uh, subscribe and watch us on YouTube at XFL.show, the official website of This is the XFL Show. And don't forget to check out our sponsors, Pretty Easy Podcast. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com and get started today because they make podcasting uh, pretty easy. I'm sorry. I was looking at the, I was using the controller to look at the review of if you did all that right. Hold on. I think I did it right. It's good enough. Yeah. 90%. 90%. Yeah, your your knee was on the ground for half of it, but it's fine. We'll, we'll, there, it wasn't conclusive. <laughs> there might have been a little space between you and the blade of grass. You got through that all right. I'll tell you what, there is no space between me and kneeling on the grass, and if I get my knee on the grass, it's going to take me about 30 minutes to get that knee off the grass. <laughs> that is just the reality. Those are dad problems. Of the right situation there, right there, 100%. <laughs> Alan, these are the fun shows. We're going to keep speculating. We're going to keep talking. We're going to try to figure out what the heck the XFL is. We are shooting for some news. Maybe, maybe when you're in Italy, if you're going there, maybe when you're in, where are you next week? I don't Once know. You lie. I run, honestly don't know. And if so I, you've hit yeah, LA, if I go to, you've hit New York, yeah. you've hit DC. Yeah. I guess next to St. Louis, uh, right? Scranton, Pennsylvania too, where I'm hoping they put, no, I'm saying you're going to hit the eight markets. Oh, the, I might go to Tampa by the end of the month. I'm hoping we'll see Tampa. We'll see. Oh, I don't man. know. I'll be in Vegas. Be all I'll be in Vegas next weekend. We got to figure that out. Okay, so f- tune in next week. Hopefully, Bryant's in Vegas. I am in Vegas. Maybe that'll be a very interest, very interesting show. SummerSlam. Uh, yeah, and also trying. I want to see you try to get a ticket to any Raider game because I heard they all are like selling out and are ridiculous. Eight hundred dollars a ticket for any game you try to go to there. I'd love to go to a Raider game. Nah. Are the Steelers playing the Raiders? Is that why you want to go to a Raider game? No, the Steelers play the Chargers, and I looked up tickets for that. To come back that? out your way. 20 bucks? 800 bucks. What? $800. It's probably the only game that's costing that much. $800 to not even sit in the best seats in the house. Oh, man. That's it's a nice stadium, absurd. though. I haven't been inside, but I heard it's you a know really what? nice stadium. Families could afford to go to the XFL. Not one person. Can, can afford to take a family of four, I, I don't think right now, to an NFL game like that. But hey, if you what's can the most you, you ever paid that, for a sporting it. event? Probably the Super Bowl, right? You went to a Super Bowl. Yeah, and that Super Bowl I got, luckily, was face value. I spent $850 to go to the Super Bowl, not to go to a regular season Sunday night game is that much. 850 yeah. I paid. I think the most I ever paid for a sporting event over face value was like two something. It was the opening night after the Kings won their first Stanley Cup. 
banneries. Worth it because yeah. it'll never happen again. Oh wait, it happened again after that. It did. It? Yeah, I'm saying it was a real. You never get the first time again. Come on, get out of here. All right, that's Anyways. true. You a lot never, of fun these shows. You never. If that's do. some speculation that you want us to. If you're doing it yourself, let us know. Yeah, and we'll cover it here on the show. The preseason question for sure. Give us your format. What you want to see from that? Let us know at XFL Show, and uh, we'll revisit that next week at the top of the show, and then we'll come at you with some new stuff. We will look back at where we are on the road, assess and apply it to where we're at now. And again, keep those fingers crossed for news, everybody. We'll see you next week from wherever we are. For Bryant, I'm Alan. This is the XFL Show. Remember, they're listening.